start again. I apologize. I'm going to try my best to do like Coach Bird and yell real loudly. Right, right, Coach. All right, glad to see you guys here today. A couple of visitors, thank you all for being here. Um, we're going to be in Luke chapter 16, okay? Luke chapter 16. And um, if you've seen the, the title in, in the bulletin today, um, it, the title is um, A Story of Hell. Some of y'all are like, man, I haven't been here, and uh, Patrick is going to talk about hell on the first day I'm here. All right? um, yes, we are. All right? um, and so we're going to talk about that today. Um, once again, I want to start by, by giving credit to the outline of this message today to Pastor Johnny Hunt. Um, he was also the one who, who, uh, who had the outline for last week's message. Um, but uh, so, the, so the outline and a couple of illustrations I want to credit to Mr. Johnny Hunt. But I want to start by uh, saying, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't want to talk about, right? Politics with family. You know, that's a no-no, right? Like, I mean, I got some family that lives in Tampa. We don't talk politics. You know, we just don't do it, you know. Because um, uh, I remember one time they, they started talking about uh, the public school system. Uh, their kids didn't go to public school. And, 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 then we, and uh, Dana and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That, you know, if that's what you think you need to do with your child, that's fine. But she talked to a family full of public school educators. <laughs> and she was like just going off on public school. And I was like, ah, not really the time to do that. All right. Um, and so that wasn't good. Or, or uh, football with my uncle. I don't, I don't do that. Um, he's a Florida State fan. Bless his heart. And, uh, and, and we don't, we don't, sorry, babe, uh, we don't, we don't talk about that, okay? I'm a Gator fan. I'm never going to sit his way. He's never going to sit my way. We don't talk, okay, about football. Um, or, you know, just really anything, you know, you probably think of other conversations that are just kind of awkward, and we just, we just don't talk about that. Um, I think that hell has got to be in that subject somewhere. It's got to be one of the topics. Wouldn't you agree? Just something that we just we don't want to talk about. Now, when I was growing up, and some of y'all, uh, you know, are, are about my same age, maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, um, but I can remember the preachers talking about hell a whole lot more growing up. All right, I see some nods, and they're like, "Man, they, you know, they called them what, what was the name of them? Y'all, what, what did you call them? Hell and." Hellfire and brimstone, or, or uh, you know, what hell and fire preachers, and, and you know, um, and, and boy, you would you would walk in with all your toes, and you'd walk out with maybe one, you know, left standing. Uh, and so we just don't seem to preach about hell as often anymore, uh, and maybe we should, maybe we should. Hopefully, you're going to see that today. My main point is really simple. It's really simple. Hell is a real place for those who reject Christ. You know, it kind of reminds me, last night I went to the, the Valdosta State basketball game. I'm friends with a coach there. And, uh, and after the game, he said, he said Coach, you, you appreciate this. He says, uh, you think that us college coaches are talking about all this advanced stuff? He said, well, you know what? You want me to tell you what I told my team uh, in, in one of the biggest timeouts today? I said, yeah, what you tell them? He said, I told them, I said, you get the ball to Daryl. If you shoot, you're coming out the game. That was it. That was it. College. That was college level. Okay. All right. Uh, and she's speaking about Daryl Jones, who who uh, play, who actually is from Columbia, by the way, which is really cool. Uh, he plays at BSU. But um, but it's real, really, really simple. And like I've said many times before, just because it's simple, it doesn't mean it's not true. So again, today's main point is hell is a real place for those who reject Christ. So we're in Luke chapter sixteen. Starting in verse nineteen, it's up on the screen, and I'm going to read to you as well. Uh, you'll see. You'll be like Patrick. Didn't you just preach about this in December? 
The answer is yes, I did. Okay, uh, uh, but um, it, we did a different message back then uh, as we were doing our, our Scrooge thing uh, back then. But um, we're going to look at it. We're going to take a little bit different angle today. Some of it might be some of the same stuff, but hopefully you'll be blessed by it, be challenged by it. So read with me uh, as we read Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. There was a rich man who would dress in purple and fine linen, linen feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate. He longed to be filled with what fell from the rich man's table, but instead the dogs would come and lick his sores. One day the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. Father Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. Son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you receive your good things just as Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here while you are in agony. Besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot, neither can those from there cross over to us. Father, he said, then I beg you to send him to my father's house because I have five brothers to warn them so they won't also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. But he told them if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. May God bless the reading of His Word. Amen. If you're new uh, to church or just visiting, you'll find out I ask for amens that I don't get them very often because I talk too fast. I'm still learning. All right, Cassie is like, yes, I had you for a couple of years. That's true, right? I see you smiling. Um, so yes, I did just recently pre- preach from this, uh, from this passage. Um, and there seems to be a pretty good case that this was a real event, that this wasn't a parable, a story uh, that, that was just made up, that it was not made up, mostly because there's a name for one of the men in the story, Lazarus, and the other parables and stories, that's not the case. Um, and so it seems to be a real, a real thing that happened. All right? And one of the thing, first things I want to stress is this, that God does not send anyone to hell. Let me, let me repeat that, okay? Some of y'all can catch me on this. Okay, God does not send anyone to hell. We do that on our own. We do that on our own because of our sins and then not repenting of them. In fact, the Bible tells us that God didn't send His Son to condemn the world. John three seventeen. it was on the screen uh, during the playing of that song. There's a couple of verses. It was the third one on, that, they, that they had on that, that lyric video. John 3.17 says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So as we're thinking of our one person to share Christ with, and again, if you're not familiar, that's what we've been talking about. Who's your one? The question is, who's the one person that you can think of this year that you want to share the gospel with, that you want to see them come to Jesus Christ? Okay. And, and it just so happens that it's funny. Ethan and I were talking about this this morning, how it just seems weird that things will happen and, and it'll be, it's like that had to be God. Uh, that this person just talked to me out of nowhere. They don't know me. Uh, it just so happened that this week um, I got to talk to, to, uh, to Miss Cooks. And some of y'all know Miss Marjorie Cooks. And I, I, don't, I don't get to see her very often. All right? um, she's out on my campus, but I don't see her uh, unless there's a fight or something. I don't see her. Uh, and so she had come to, to the gym, third period, Thursday, because she was making sure two girls didn't get into it. 
okay, in a little fight. And so she was there, and we got the chance to talk. And um, for those who, you, uh, who don't know, her, she lost her son, J.C., um, six years ago uh, last weekend. It was the anniversary. I always try to send a message to Aaron, uh, her, her son, her uh, younger son, uh, you know, on that day every, every year. Um, and we got a chance to talk about it. And, and um, let's just say there was a couple, more than a couple of tears. Um, that day, just talking about about that day, um, and and all. But one thing I just want to—I don't want to go too much in that story because I because I don't you know I got to be done by twelve, right, brother? All right, but um, I'll try to. But uh, one of the things she told me was, she said one of the things that continues to to uh, that I always remember when things are going tough is I remember this one girl who was at Southeastern University where where JC was, um, and she says um, she will she will still text me to this day. Um, and, and she gave her life to Christ because of J.C. Okay? At Southeastern University, she said that, that she was struggling, uh, and, she, and J.C., I guess, was a friend of hers, you know, and J.C. says, man, you got a lot of problems. You need to give your life to Christ, you know, and apparently she did. And, you know, like she said, you know, that was one, and it wasn't for him. He wouldn't, she wouldn't, you know, have a place in heaven. Amen. And so who, who is your one? And like, you know, Brother Tommy and Sammy and all we've been talking about, we're having a hard time narrowing it down to one. You don't have to. It can be more than one. Okay? But think of that one person you want to see come, come to Christ. So as we're thinking about that, we, re- we really need to think of the idea that hell is a real place. Because uh, people can say uh, what they want. They can argue all about it, uh, whether it's real. But hell is real. Hell, like the old preachers say, hell is hot. Okay, and it's real. Uh, we need to keep that as very important in our mind uh, that lost people go there. So, what are we going to do about it? Amen. And so, uh, a guy named Richard Baxter, and this is uh, an, an illustration from Mr. Johnny Hunt, said Richard Baxter was a Puritan pastor. He lived his life from the perspective of both heaven and hell. And he said this to his church members uh, in a book called How to Spend the Day with God. He said the following. It's kind of long, but, I, but I, I hope you'll stay with me. He says, Let God have your first awaking thoughts. Lift up your hearts to Him reverently and thankfully for the rest enjoyed the night before and cast yourself upon Him for the day which follows. Familiarize yourself so consistently to this that your conscience may check you when common thoughts shall first intrude. Think of the mercy of a night's rest and of how many that have spent that night in hell. How many in prison, how many in cold, hard lodgings, how many suffering from agonizing pains and sickness, weary of their beds and of their lives. Think of how many souls were that night called from their bodies terrifyingly to appear before God and think how quickly days and nights are rolling on, how speedily your last day and night will come. Observe that which is lacking in the preparedness of your soul for such a time and seek it without delay. Those are maybe some archaic sounding words, but very true words. Wouldn't you agree? All right, as far as where our minds should be. In other words... We should take hell seriously. Take hell seriously. Because hell is a real place for those who reject Christ. Johnny Hunt said that not only does God, sin, uh, God not send people to hell, but that he himself was taking care of the hell part pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty much on his own, pretty well. All right? and, and you should, you know, if you've never heard of that guy, check out his story, Johnny Hunt. He has a pretty amazing story. But he said, now, I was taking care of the, of the going to hell part pretty good on my own. I didn't need any help. Okay, I was headed there. That may sound funny, but it's, it's the truth. Uh, in 2001, a poll was taken in America asking the question, if America believed in hell. 71% of Americans said yes, that, that they believe in, in hell. Just seven years later, that number dropped to 59%. Now, I, I don't know what that is 
uh, today, but it's probably decreased. The people just, they don't want to believe it. You know, there's something tough like that. They, don't, they want to avoid it. They just don't, they don't block it out their minds. They don't want, they don't want to believe it. Um, so Jesus, and I think you heard me say this, you know, back in December, Jesus spoke about hell three times more than he spoke about heaven. Okay? Three times more. Um, for the rest of the message today, I want to look at a few specific things about hell, and then we're going to look at a few particularly good things about hell. So if you're taking notes, it's kind of strange. I don't have this, you know, uh, again, the outlines from Mr. Johnny, but few, a few things about hell, and then at the end we're going to look at a few good things about hell. So if you're taking notes, and they'll be up on the screen, you'll see on the top, the first one is hell is eternal hell is eternal it is forever there is no end luke chapter 16 verse 26 we're going to keep we're going to go back to that passage every now and then says besides all this a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to you cannot neither can those from there cross over to us uh you know it's forever it can't happen. It said that you cannot cross over. We can't cross back over to you. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, and if there is a subject I want to know for sure about, is hell. Wouldn't you agree? I want to know for sure about it. I want to make sure I'm not going. Amen? First um, John 5, verse 13. Ethan and I read this this morning. I have written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And we believe in the, in the eternal security of the believer as Baptists. Right, we believe that, that if you have given your life to Christ, if you truly have accepted Jesus as a substitute for your sin, you are saved. Okay? You have a place in heaven. Okay? Do you, will you mess up? Yes, you will. Again, Ethan and I talked about that as well this morning. You're going to mess up, all right, but your sins are forgiven. It doesn't give us a license to sin, okay? because I think you'll agree with me, your heart will be so tuned that you, you, you won't want to do that. Okay? And yes, we'll mess up, and you'll feel that piercing of your heart like, man, I shouldn't have done that. Well, that's probably a good indication that you have a relationship with Christ. Otherwise, that wouldn't be there, I don't think. So do you know, like my old, old preacher friend of mine, Bill Clayton, used to say, do you know deep down, the, deep down in you know her? Do you know when you know her? Deep down in you know her that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you're saved. Matthew 25, verse 46 says, And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Hell is eternal. It's forever. It's forever and ever. Uh, they, Second Thessalonians 1 verse 9 says, They will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from His glorious strength. It is forever. It is eternal. Like Johnny Hunt said, everybody here is going to spend eternity somewhere. Where is that going to be? Where will it be? Number two, hell is a place of pain. And this is a tough subject to speak about, but I, th- I think you'll agree with me that it, it, it's something that needs to be, that needs to be preached. Hell is a place of pain. Luke 16, verse 23. Look at verse 23 of our, our main passage today. And being in torment in Hades. Okay, I don't have to read the rest of that verse. Okay, and being in torment. Severe, torment men, means severe physical or mental suffering. I think it's probably both. Okay, in, in hell. Revelation 14, verse 11 says, And the smoke of their torment will go up forever and ever. There is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast in his image or anyone who receives a mark of its name. There's no rest. Their torment. It's a place of pain. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like being hurt. Do y'all? All right. Uh, you can always tell, you know, when you coach football or basketball, who people who don't mind a little pain. What's that uh, in in, um, in the movie? It says, PD, PD, you like a little pain? What I can't remember what that was. But uh, um, What's the movie? Denzel Washington? Uh, remember the Titans. Anyway, all right, um, but, uh, you know, uh, 
hell is a place, the next one, hell is a place of fear. Number three, hell is a place of fear. Uh, verses 27 to 28. Father, he said, then I beg you to send him to my father's house because I have five brothers to warn them so they won't also come to this place of torment. Don't you think there was some fear there? He begged Abraham to send Lazarus. He begged him, send Lazarus to my father's house to warn my brothers. Send them, please, please send them. It's a place, again, that we don't want to go. I knew that when I grew up that preachers, uh, we, we, like I said, um, we, we talk about this. Um, hell is scary, and it should be. It should be a place that we are afraid of because we don't want to see people go there. Amen? Number four, hell is a place of sadness. Hell is a place of sadness. Uh, verses 25 and 26. Son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you received your good things just as Lazarus received bad things, but now he's comforted while you're in agony. Besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that you may, that those who want to pass over from here cannot, neither can those from there cross over to us. There had to be sadness there when he realized, you know what? Yeah, you're telling the truth. I, I did enjoy some good things in my life and in my life, and he didn't. I mean, just you got to stay with me. I think there's got to be some sadness there. It was the real, realization that what Abraham said was true and that he wasn't going to be able to escape, escape his fate. There wasn't any more hope in hell. He said, you can't cross over here. Neither can get cross over there. can't happen. Uh, I'm, for, I'm sure some of y'all are familiar with Dante, an uh, old writer. Um, he had a, a book called Divine Comedy. Um, I never read it. I'm not going to lie. I taught English, but I never read that. Sorry. Uh, but in Dante's Divine Comedy, it describes the fictional journey of the author through hell and ultimately to heaven. In the Inferno section, he describes the sign above the portal of hell that said, Abandoned hope, all ye who enter here. Abandoned hope. All right, There's sadness. Abandoned, you don't have any hope. As Johnny Hunt said, What is so sad about hell is that there's no hope for anyone that will ever go there. Some denominations, and, and again, this is from Mr. Johnny, but it's, I know this is to be true, that some denominations, uh, their consciences can't live with this, so they do what they call baptismal proxy. Anybody familiar with that? Baptismal proxy. And what they do is they bring people into a baptism pool, and they baptize you in the name of a person who has already died in hopes that they will come out of hell and be able to enter into heaven. But as Hunt said, that is actually divine comedy. Because it's, it's ridiculous. It's not possible. Not possible. We all will come before God at the end of our lives. Will He see Christ or will He see our sins? Hopefully He will see Christ as a substitute for our sins. Number five, hell is a place of isolation. See, there's this idea, and some, I know y'all stay with me here. Okay? There's this idea that basically uh, a bunch of people will be partying in hell. Y'all familiar with that? Right? Y'all heard it. Come on, don't act like you never heard it. Okay? Uh, um, you know, uh, that, that they'll say stuff like, I'll bust hell wide open. Okay? Um, and, and it'll be okay. We'll have a blast because I'll be partying with my friends. You've heard that, right? Let's, let's be honest. Okay? We, we, we've heard that, heard that before. And my friends will be there and it won't be that bad. Here's the thing. There's no record in the Bible of there being any fellowship among the lost in hell. Not one. Okay? Not one. Okay. And so, um, in fact, in our main passage today, the rich man isn't looking for people he can hang out with. Was he? He's trying to find a party? Is that what he did? Right. This is checking Cassie on, my re on the reading comprehension. Is that what he did, Cassie? No. He didn't do that, did 
He, he said this in verses 27 and 28, Father, I beg you to send them to my father's house. He was begging to send people to his father's house to warn his, warn his brothers. He's now praying and he's praying, somebody, please go tell them. Because the last thing you want to do is see anybody else in hell. Us as Christians. Number six, hell. And this is the last one for this kind of the things about hell. Hell is a place of separation. Again, in verse 26, it alludes to a great chasm okay, separating the people. Okay? Johnny Hunt had a very interesting point whenever he said, there will never be a good morning greeting in hell. There won't be a good morning greeting in hell. Why? Because it's hell. Um, please don't take offense to this, okay? Again, Ethan and I kind of talked a little bit about this today. It's kind of funny that so many things we talked about was in here today, but... There's a reason, and please don't take offense to this, there's a reason why people, when they get angry at someone and they meanly say, go to hell. Well, because it's, it's, they can't think of anything worse than that. Right? Again, please don't take offense. I'm just trying to preach here. Okay? Um, there's a reason, because it's a place we don't want to go ever. Like, you really can't think of anything worse. Johnny Hunt said... Why don't they say, I wish you'd just go to heaven? You don't say that, do we? You get mad at somebody? Try that. That would be interesting. Oh. Why don't you just go to Krispy Kreme? It's a joke. Okay. All right. Because we love Krispy Kreme. I don't know about you. I like, I like Krispy Kreme. The truth is, we don't want anybody to go to hell. It's separate from heaven for sure. Hell is a real place for those who reject Christ. Now let's take a look at a few good things in, in hell. And I know that may sound like an oxymoron. Like, what? Hell? Good? Huh? Just, just stay with me. But the first one is this. There are good people are in hell. Good people are in hell. Number one, Luke 10, I mean Luke 16, verses 19 through 20. There was a rich man who would dress in purple and fine linen, feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores was lying at his gate. Stay with me for a second here. Like, okay. You can make an argument that the rich man has some morality and some care. Could you not? He could have told him to leave. He could have had that guy, had Lazarus, gone from his house anytime he wanted to. So there had to be some morality there. There had to be some goodness to him. All right? He did let him stay in bed. There still to be some level of goodness. Uh, hell is full of good people who never gave their life to Christ. And that's hard to hear. All right? Just like, again, Ethan and I talked about what I talked about last week. Um, Christianity is both inclusive and exclusive. It's inclusive that anybody can come. Okay? God lo so loved the world that He gave His Son. Anybody can come, but it's exclusive because it only can come through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Amen? Hell is full of good people who never gave their lives to Christ. You know, I was a pretty good guy. And again, I talked to, to Ethan about that this morning. I was... I was nice to people. I was a pretty friendly guy. In fact, in high school, and in, in the senior superlatives, um, I know it shocks you to know I didn't get be, uh, a bit most good looking. Um, it's a joke. I was expecting somebody to laugh. Uh, but anyway, um, it's kind of like my jokes in class, Cassie. But anyway, and, and Ethan. But um, I was, you know, I did win most friendliest. I, I, I got along with everybody. You know, I, I didn't matter, clicks. I, I mean, I just, I could get along with anybody. Um, but I was lost as a ball in high weeds, as my brother-in-law would say. Okay? Didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ until I was 20 years old. Okay? My goodness wouldn't have got me anywhere. Right? The Bible talks about our good deeds being like filthy rags. 
You can look, look that up if you really want to know the details of what that means. Okay? It ain't good. Isaiah 64 verse 6 says, All of us have become like something unclean, and all of our righteous acts are like a polluted garment. All of us wither like a leaf, and our iniquities carry us away like the wind. Number two, there's good vision in hell. Good vision in, is in hell. Uh, 16 verse 20, Luke 16 verse 23, And being in torment in Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off. He could see him. He has good vision. Uh, he somehow could see all the way over the chasm and see Lazarus at Abraham's side. He could see what he was missing. Imagine the thought there. See what I'm missing. I mean, you know, like, I'm, I'm a triplet, um, and so we, we, are, we grow up with an innate sense of fairness, you know? All right, oh, man, wait, wait, she got that? Well, where's mine? Well, Aaron and Shannon got it. What do I, where's mine? All right? And so uh, the idea of what I'm missing, there's good vision in hell. Number three, there's good prayers in hell. Good prayers are in hell. Look in verse 24. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. If you would have asked that, if you had said, God had mercy on me on, that, on this side of earth, what would have happened? Right? But he didn't. He waited until it was too late. He cried out to God. He asked for mercy. Oh, I wonder how many people do the same in hell. And they didn't do it on earth. Why? I, I don't know. Pride, maybe. We think we can handle things ourselves. I, 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 that's just a suggestion. I'm not sure. Because remember, we, mer- we first must admit that we need to be saved before we can be saved. We have to admit we need a Savior. Number four, there's good memory in hell. And this is a tough one. Uh, this is one that's this is tough. Because you look in verse 25, it says, Remember that during your life you had all these good things. And Lazarus, all these bad things. Just paraphrasing here for the sake of time. Have you ever noticed how smells or music take you back? Like, it's just like you're there, man. You're like, oh my goodness, I remember that, you know? Um, memories are powerful. Uh, and again, I'll go back to, to Miss Cooks, and um, I, I'll never forget um, seeing her in, the, in, in, the, in her, room, in her um, living room that morning of, of uh, J.C.'s death. I, I, I won't go into detail, but I'll never forget that. Okay? Um, I, I'll never forget that night, um, she, her having the power and the strength by God to come to senior night. All right? And... and all of us walking, arms hooked, and us crying. Caitlin asked me about that the other day, and I actually have a video on YouTube, and I had a chance to show her some of those pictures and, you know, of that. Some tough memories. And memories are great, though. You can, there's some great memories. You know, I, I, I remember um, getting on my knees and getting on a knee and asking my wife, uh, who wasn't at the time, but asking Sally to marry me. And remembering that it felt like forever for her to say yes, and, um, and it did. It wasn't immediately, uh, but it was. It, but it was a wonderful, wonderful memory. She's like laughing now. It was like, did you did you get permission from my dad, uh, from my parents? I'm like, yes. Okay, yes, I'm married. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, praise God. There, God is good. Amen. Amen. He's a miracle worker. Amen. But uh, I thought I was gonna get amen out of that one. Where were you, brother? All right, but memories, they can also, like I said, they can be good, they can be tough. You ever had your heart broken? Right? You can recall the times you have with that person or someone you love passes away, you think it's tough. Jim Cohn said, we must all suffer, Jim Rohn, sorry, Jim Rohn said, we must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. 
the difference in, is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Now, Coach Bird may have used that as a, as a football coach. I think I use it as a basketball coach. But there's, there's, there's definitely the pain of discipline. Right? Spiritually, you, you go ahead and say, you know what? Yes, I accept Christ. Uh, you know, accept the salvation that is offered to me. Or we have the pain of regret. Number five, good theology is in hell. I think there's only a couple left, and we're done. All right, sorry if we go a little bit old, old, later today. Number five, good theology is in hell. Philippians 2, verses 10 through 11 says, So that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth, or under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. See, this is what's interesting. is There are no atheists in hell. They believe now. Okay. You, and the thing is, you don't get away with anything. Johnny Hunt said, Do you know the only time some of you really will believe in hell is when you know someone who deserved it? Let's be honest again. This has come from him, but I wish I would have thought of it. He's got a really good point. He says, Years ago, when that 20-year-old young man killed those precious 20 children in Connecticut, none of you said when he took his life, he went to heaven. No, I'll bet you what's being said across America was there's a special place in hell for people like that. Let's just be honest today. Let's not even let's not pretend. Okay, let's just be real. Hell is good for you. It makes sense, but it's because you think only people worse than you go there. Amen. Row me. Number six. Good priorities are in hell. Verses twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house. I got brothers. King James Version says to testify to them. Okay, to witness. And that means to witness. They believe in evangelism in hell. Once again, Johnny Hunt said, let's not, oh man, this is some powerful words, let's not let the population of hell be more concerned over who's going to hell than the people in the church are concerned about people going to hell. Did you hear that? Let's not let those in hell care more about that than we do on this side. Number seven, good intentions. Last one, good intentions are in hell. Hell is full of people who intended to get saved. One can reject Christ through outright rebellion. That happens. But rejection of the Lord does not have to be active. You can just deny and refuse Christ through apathy. Ah, uh, eh, whatever. Indifference. Procrastination. I'll do it sometime. Someday. And even ignorance. Some people fully intend to follow the Lord and one day they'll do it, Brother Tommy. One day they'll plan to do it. Again, hell is full of people intending to, who never intended to go there. They had good intentions. It's been said that the road, of, road to hell is paved with good intentions, said Mr. Johnny Hunt. Hell is a real place for those who reject Christ. And as we wrap up uh, today, I ask uh, Alex to come. I want to point out again that hell is a real place. And here's the, here's the thing, though. Hell was not prepared for you. Jesus has prepared a place for you. Okay? Listen to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. It's on the screen as well. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you I'm going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. You know the way to where I'm going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you also know my Father. From now on, you do know Him and you have seen Him.
The thing is, we have a choice in the matter. Amen? Matthew 25, verse 41 says, And He will also say to those on the left, Depart from Me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. There's a great chasm or gulf that we cannot cross over, so we must make that decision before we die. Many believe that multitudes would repent as someone returned from the dead to tell them what it was, what it was like. And, you know, hey, and many think, well, a lot of people will get saved if that happened. Well, you know what? Someone has come back. Amen? All right, someone has come back from the dead. His name is Jesus Christ. He went there and He came back. He conquered sin in the grave and hell. There will be no opportunity after death, so make this decision without the d- delay. So like I just said, you can spend eternity in a place that was not made for you, or you can spend eternity in a place that was made for you. And it all depends on what you do with Jesus Christ. So if you've not made that a decision to accept in the day, please make that decision. Uh, the altar is open. We'd be glad to, glad to talk to you. Um, and, and if not, maybe you just want to pray for, for that one that you're thinking about. Right? Who is that one? Right? And, and, and hopefully it, it, I hate to say it, but it scared the hell out of you. All right, forgive me. Please don't. I hope I can still have a job here at this church. All right, after saying that, but I hope that you understand where I'm coming from on that. Okay, Miss Sally.